You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in our Mappish Mishra 5781, 2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Mikates, and in our Parsha we have the beginning of the realization of Yosef Atzadik's dreams. He had a dream when he was 17 years old that he was to be a leader for his brothers. He was to be the king. And indeed, at the beginning of our Parsha, Yosef Atzadik is able to interpret the dreams of Paro, of Pharaoh, to explain that there are going to be seven good years, followed by seven bad years. And indeed, he is appointed second in command to Paro. He is to be a great king, a great leader over the Egyptian people, over the Jewish people eventually. And the seven years indeed occur as he, as he explained it, seven good years followed by a famine. And the Pusik tells us that Yaakov Avinu Jacob, 22 years he hasn't seen his son. He doesn't know that Yosef Atzadik is alive still. He certainly doesn't know that he became the leader over Egypt. And as the Pesukim, as the story unfolds, so we'll see you next week's Parsha. The brothers, it's revealed to them that Yosef is the one who is this strange leader over the Egyptians who's giving them the food, who's selling them few, uh, the food, accusing them of being spies, etc. And the information is sent back to Yaakov Avinu that his son Yosef is still alive. He doesn't believe it at first. But eventually he comes down to Egypt to meet again with his son. And the story is remarkable and interesting, perhaps one of the most um, suspenseful stories of the Torah. And there's a point here in the Medrash that I'd like to share with you I never saw before. Very interesting point, very deep idea perhaps that we can take out of it. And I'd like to share with you also, even though Hanukkah is ending today, and it could be that by the time you're listening to this, Hanukkah is over, but I'd like to share with you an insight and a feeling that I had over Hanukkah, which I believe is connected to the story. Pasuk says, Torah tells us that the brothers are sent down to Egypt, nine out of the Sorry, 10 out of the 11 brothers that still remained after Yosef was sold. Binyamin is kept in Canaan with Yaakov and with Jacob. They're sent down. And why? Why are they sent down? Yaakov sees that there's food in Egypt. And so he sends them down because there's a famine throughout the land of Canaan, in the land of Egypt. So the Medrash points out to us, Vayar Yaakov Kiyeshever an unusual language when it refers to the fact that Yaakov sees there's food in Egypt, it doesn't refer to it as ochel, food, the normal word used for food, but rather as shever. The word shever is an unusual reference to food. And the word shever can also mean a few different things. The word shever can mean to break. The word shever starts with the letter shin. The message is going to teach us an amazing thing that the word shin can also be read with a dot on the left side instead of on the right side. And in that case, it can, takes on a completely different meaning. Medrash quotes a Pasuk, which actually is part of a song on a video I just released. Praiseworthy is the one who the God of Jacob is helping him. Sivrai, which is similar to the word Shivrai, which means food. His hope, the word Sivrai means that the hope of the person the bitachon, the faith of the person, is in Hashem, his God. 
Yaakov saw that there was Shever Mitzrayim, doesn't just mean food, but it also means that there was hope in Egypt. An amazing thing. Yaakov saw that there was hope. They, were, they had a famine, they, couldn't, they didn't have any food. Simple pshat. There's hope there. There's what one needs there in Egypt. Medrash brings a Pasuk in Eov, chapter 12, verse 14. Shall God destroy and shall he not build? At this point, so the Pasuk is telling us that there, there's times where Hashem seems to destroy, there's times that Hashem builds. There's those things that are built, and there are those things that are destroyed. We'll see what that means. But there's a connection between that which is seems to be destruction and that which seems to be building. The, there was an Eitzah of the Shvatim. There was a there was a plan of the tribes, Shimon and Levi and the other brothers, to destroy Yosef at Sadik, to break his dream that his dream shouldn't come true. But their their plan didn't work. It will be closed in on the person and it will not become open. Very interesting. The Pasuk refers to the fact that sometimes information is closed off from a person. He's not open. He's not aware of that which is going on. The Shvatim, the brothers, they came down to Egypt. They went back and forth to Egypt a few times and they didn't have any awareness of the fact that Yosef was there in Egypt, right in front of their faces. Uli Yaakov, and here's the Chiddush that I never heard before. Listen to this, an amazing thing, we need to understand what it means. Because it doesn't sound like this is what's going on in the Pashup Shabbat of the Psukim. Uli Yaakov nizgalashe Yosef kayom. Yaakov already had a revelation. At this point in time, when he sends the brothers down, he had a revelation that Yosef is he's alive. Yaakov saw that there is Shever in Mitzrayim. Shever has two meanings, as we're saying. Shever means that there's an aspect of destruction and that there's an actual, uh, an aspect of Sever, which means hope. There's hope in Egypt. The fact that there's a destruction, that's because there's a famine. Sever, there's hope. Zehasoiva. That's the fact that there's food there in Egypt. That Yosef had collected seven years worth of food. There's an aspect of destruction that Yosef, something bad happened, that Yosef was brought down to Egypt. But there's hope. Because Yosef is now the leader over Egypt. There's another aspect of negativity, of destruction that's going on in Egypt. And that is, that there's going to be the, the Jewish people, it was decreed on the Jewish people, they're going to go down to Egypt, they're going to, be, they're going to have to be slaves, and they're going to be tortured there. But there's also hope. As the prophecy said, as Abraham was told by God, as Abraham was told, afterwards they're going to go out with great wealth, with great riches. Medrash brings another Pasuk, There's an aspect, the word Cheres, as the Mephoshim explained, is a reference to the sun. Yaakov Avinu was like the sun. Would he not shine? 
It had been 22 years that he lost his Ruach HaKodesh as a result of his Avelus, his, his mourning for the loss of Yosef. But at this moment in time, at this point in time, all of a sudden, something came up for him. There was an awareness. Ya- ya- Yosef is alive. Yosef is alive. There's hope. Despite the destruction, there's hope. Or maybe because of the destruction, or side by side with the destruction, there's hope. The end of the Pasuk says also in Eov, chapter 9, verse 7, There's a closure. There's a, a, a lack of awareness on the part of the stars. The sun sees. The sun is Yaakov Avinu. He was the sun in the dream of, of Yosef at Tzadik. But the stars, those are the Shvatim, they're not aware. They were going in and out of Egypt. They didn't know that Yosef was alive. To Yaakov it was revealed indeed. Yaakov had a revelation at that point that Yosef was around. So obviously the kasha is, it's not true. We see in the later parsha, in the next parsha, that Yaakov is, can't believe that he's alive. He didn't know about it before. But the Mephoshim explained here an amazing thing. An amazing deep thing. It's such an important thing and it's, it has to do with us. It's Noget to each and every one of us. It touches each and every one of us. The Mephoshim explained that Yaakov Avinu Jacob, at that moment, he had an awareness. He didn't fully, it wasn't fully cognizant. He didn't come completely to his conscious mind what the awareness was. But he knew that there's hope in Egypt. That hope meant there's food there. That hope meant that Yosef's there. That there's a leader. Claudius leader. Yosef is there. He's there. It just, it felt. He felt it. He had a, he had a feeling. He couldn't put his finger on the feeling. It could be, if you would ask him, is Yosef alive? No, absolutely not. He's dead. But he had a feeling of positivity. A feeling of, there's something good happening there. There's something good that's going to be there. Sivra Yalashem The word Sivra means a hope. I, I, I feel like something good is going to happen. Something good is going to be going on. The aspect of bitachon, of faith in God, of belief in God, knowing that something good is going to happen. We're going to come back to this message. We'll flesh out what it means to us and, and, and what's the idea here. So let's put it on pause for a moment. I wanted to tell you something, something that I was inspired to as I was walking, passing by the Menorahs, on the night of, of Hanukkah, two nights ago, I was inspired to something. Something inspired me. I was moved. For the Jewish people, 2,200 years ago approximately, over 2,000 years ago, Hashem did a nace for Klal Yisrael. The Jewish people, the Chashmoinoim, the Makabim, Micha Hashem, they faced off with an enemy that wanted to destroy us spiritually to take away our soul, to take away our connection to God, to take away our connection to Yiddishkeit, to Judaism. Hashem came and they lit a menorah. They found a pach Hashem and the small, the small jug of oil. It lasted a miracle for eight days. It was only enough for one day. It lasted for eight days. Unbelievable. It was such a dark time. It was such a dark time. And the story, I believe I mentioned it last week, Hashem afterwards... They, didn't, uh, they weren't the best kings of Klal Yisrael. They weren't the best leaders of the Jewish people. There were challenges. There were troubles. And we never really had that glory of the first temple, the first base Hamikdash. And indeed the second temple ultimately was destroyed. 
what what's what happens there? What's this miracle? This eight day miracle? I'm not going to completely explain it. I'm, I'm not going to get into it completely. But what I do want to say is, it's a beautiful thing that Kaisrael did, an amazing thing that the Jewish people did as a thank you to Hakadosh Baruch Hu for doing this miracle. Hashem did a miracle. Eight days, those those candles lit. They stayed lit for eight days. Awesome. What did Kal Yisrael do? What did, what did the Jewish people do in return? Every single Jew, wherever he is in the world, how religious he is, no matter how religious they are, every single little Yid takes a menorah and lights it up for eight days out of the year. For 2,000 years. Every year, 2,000 years, every Jew, everywhere, wherever they are in the world. What a response. What a response. The, the mushroom that I thought of is like, imagine a person gets a kiss from their grandmother. They never want to forget that kiss. And they got that kiss on a certain day of the year. And every single year they have a, they never want to forget their grandmother passes away. And they have a picture of their grandmother every single, every single year on the anniversary of the kiss from the grandmother. They pull out that picture and they kiss the, they kiss the picture of the grandmother. And they give it over to their kids and they say, I want you to, and they make copies of the pictures and they say, this is my grandmother who loved me. She gave me a kiss. I want you to kiss, I want you to kiss the picture too. And it goes on for generations, for 2,000 years. Everybody's, you know, you get what I'm saying. It's such a beautiful response, such a beautiful appreciation. So it's a beautiful expression of our Karas HaTayv. We could say, it's a small thing that Hashem did. That miracle. But it was a kiss. And we never forget the kiss. We never forget Hashem's kiss. But what's the, what is it? What's it about? Like, what's the idea? What, is the, what does it come to teach me? What's the, what's the vort? What is the depth of it? What's the, what do I, what's the take home of it? And I was thinking, or we could ask it even like, why did Hashem need to do that? What was the idea behind this miracle? What is the idea behind our remembering the miracle? I was thinking about it in terms of Yosef Atzadik. Yosef, when he's 17 years old, he has a dream. And this dream, it's revealed to him that he's going to be the leader. He's going to be a king. As I mentioned at the beginning, it's revealed to him that he's going to be a leader and a king. He doesn't forget the dream. It's like a kiss from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He doesn't want to ever forget that dream. As soon as the brothers walk in, he remembers the dream. He doesn't remember what they did wrong to him. He remembers the dream. And when the Saramashkim came in, when he was in the jail, the, the wine cup, the wine bearer of, the, of Paro came in, he remembers the dream. This guy's going to, my ticket to freedom. He's going to tell Paro. When he stands up in front of Paro, and Paro asks him to interpret the dream, he knows this is his ticket to the dream being revealed, his own dream being revealed. And so that dream is a kiss. He doesn't forget the dream. And while he's not forgetting the dream, the dream is fulfilled. Before him explain, why does he treat his brothers in such a tough way? Why does he go through this whole... Why does he put them into such a strange situation with bringing Binyamin, etc.? He wants the dream to be fulfilled. He doesn't forget the dream. It's important that the dream be fulfilled. And in a similar way, when Hashem did that little miracle for us in, in, in a dark time, in a Beis Hamikdash, in a temple, as the Gemara says in Yuma, I'm sure in other places, that there were 
There were miracles that occurred in the first temple. All those miracles, many, many miracles, they didn't occur in the second temple. The second temple wasn't as powerful, wasn't as spiritual, wasn't as open the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But still, Hashem said to the to the Jewish people, He said, I want you to know that I'm here with you. Give a little kiss. It was like that little dream. As long as we hold on to that dream, as long as we hold on to that kiss, we never forget it. And we always kiss that picture. We always come and we give it back. For 2,000 years, we give back. We light, wherever we are, millions of Jews throughout the world, lighting that menorah. We're saying, hey, we remember the kiss. We remember the dream. We want those miracles back. We want those miracles back. We're not giving up on that dream of having those miracles back. Because Hashem, this is how He does things. He takes a little, in a dark time, in a time of darkness, He makes a promise. He makes a promise that it's, this darkness is going to bring light. You're in a time where you don't see me, I'm going to show you that I'm here. So that you know that I'm always going to be here through the darkness and you're going to get to the end of the tunnel and you're going to find the light there because I've been here throughout. That's what to me this idea of Hanukkah, this idea of lighting the menorah means. And that to me is the dream of a Yosef. And that to me is what this Medrash is saying. Yaakov sees that there's destruction in Egypt but the word Shever is also Sever. The word Shever, destruction, also means hope. Side by side with the promise of a famine, there's hope. Because you're going to have seven years of plenty that are going to provide for you in those seven years of famine. Side by side with the promise that Yosef, or not with the promise, with the fact that Yosef goes down and becomes a slave in Egypt, side by side with that, he knows he has a promise. He's going to be a king. Side by side with the fact that the Jewish people go down into Egypt, go down into Gulls, go down into exile, are dispersed throughout the world. Side by side with that is a promise. That we never forget. Sivri, there's a shever, destruction, and a sivri, there's a hope. I promise, there's a promise that we never forget. We're always kissing that promise. Yaakov Avinu sees it. The 12 tribes don't see it. Asher Shekel Yaakov Be'ezrei. We need to have the God of Jacob on our side. Sivri Lashem Elikov. That our hope is to God. That we see the shever. We see the things that are bad in our lives. We see the things that we don't like in our lives. We see the relationships that we wish could be so much better. We see what we're missing, the things that we don't have. There's a promise. Shem wants to take care of us. It's all, they're, they're always side by side. There's a promise. Hashem will take care of us. All we need to do is trust in Him. He's taken care of us until now. He's going to continue to take care of us. Yaakov Avinu saw that. Yaakov Avinu could perceive that. He saw Yosef. He didn't know what he was seeing. He doesn't find out for real until next week's Parsha. But he had a feeling. There's hope here. There's hope here. There's no food, but there's hope in Egypt. There's no shever. There's no food for us. There's shever there. There's, there's a breaking and there's a sever. There's a, a hope. That's the amazing message, I think, of Hanukkah. There's a darkness, and there's a light within the darkness. And I will never forget that light. And I will pass that on to my kids. I'll pass that on to my generations. 
I'll pass that on to my students. I'll pass that on to whoever I meet. That hope, that belief. And that's why Kalal Yisrael has returned to Eretz Yisrael. We are back in the land of Israel because of the fact that we always had that hope. We never forgot it. Inquisitions, crusades, holocausts, animamin. We said it over and over again. The place of Shever, it's a place of Sever. The place of destruction is a place of hope. And there's a feeling. There's a feeling. We get to start to get the feeling. Yaakov Avinu gets the feeling. This is, this is where my hope is. This is where the hope is. So my kids down to Egypt, that's where the hope is. He doesn't yet consciously know it's Yosef's there. There's hope here. Kal Yisrael has hope. We have hope. Ashu Shikal Yaakov Lakov. We have hope. We have this feeling. Something's coming. Shiach is coming. The, the Goyal, the Redeemer, is on his way. Because Shabbat is going to reveal himself to the entire world. Everyone will know about Hashem. From the greatest of them to the least of them. Everyone's going to know. And they're going to grab us. The nations of the world are going to grab the four corners of the Jew and they're going to say, Take me with you because God is with you. We have the feeling it's happening. We don't know how. We don't know when. It's soon though. It feels like it's soon. Yaakov, 22 years he waited. He didn't see his son. But there was a feeling something, something's about to change. We're on the edge. We're on the, we're, we're, things are about to change. There was that feeling. There was that, it's so close. I don't know how and I don't know why, but it's so close. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. To continue to hold on to that hope. To continue to hold on to the hope. To the promise. To continue to, to light those lights. To remember that kiss. Shem should help us to be able to hold on to that until indeed we see the great redemption personally and for our entire nation. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.